Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. The Detroit Red Wings are 1-1 one one since the last time we've talked and look to get win back-to-back games for the first time this season at home against Nashville tonight. Bit of a packed show today. Uh, we've got two games to recap. I don't think we'll spend too much time talking about Friday night's collapse. Uh it was just one of those games I don't think you could put much stock into. The Florida Panthers are a very, very good hockey team. Two of their regulation losses are against the Red Wings, so we're going to focus on that instead. Uh, also, just lots of news from around the org. Franz Nielsen got put on waivers, uh, the passing of a beloved member in the Red Wings community, some injury updates, uh, and a few more things like that. Before we go any further, allow me to introduce myself. I am Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi, and the other host of this show is a longtime Red Wings fan and a kidney stone survivor, Ethan Smith. Ethan What's going on? How's it going? How was your weekend? Yeah, it's me. Um, it was good. It was kind of chilling, relaxing, shooting some b-ball outside of school. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know how it goes. That same old stuff. Good weekend. <laughs> Apologies for the late episode. I think we're – I think I'm going to probably do a crossover with Matt Shook, maybe throw it out as like a nice little bonus episode – a little bony episode on uh, Saturday, end of the week or something like that. Maybe do a two-parter somewhere. Not exactly sure. Uh, but we're going through a bit of a transition as a show. Uh, we'll probably announce that tomorrow, uh, as far as I understand it right now. One more quick note before we begin. If you are interested in who the Red Wings could take in the 2021 draft, which you should be, if you are a Detroit News subscriber, I uh, posted a story on Saturday about Ken Johnson, Owen Power, and Matt Beneers, three freshmen at the University of Michigan. They're all ranked in the top seven uh, of Elite Prospects Big Board for the upcoming 2021 draft. Uh, I wrote a feature on them. I, I talked to all of their old coaches, all of their junior coaches, uh, GMs, et cetera, et cetera. Got some good insight uh, on who they all are. Uh, so it was a great time. Would, would highly recommend checking that out. What were some of your uh, takeaways from maybe like the, the personality side of the players? Did anything jump out to you in particular? Yeah, I, uh, they're all very they they're all cut from like a similar cloth and that is like i because they all wanted to go to college and they all wanted to have a good time and, and have the things that that come along with them in college but i think one of the interesting things was uh when i was talking to them all before i even went and, and started talking to like their old gms and coaches and things like that uh was they were all just very very grateful for the fact that they even like had the chance to play hockey in the first place. Uh, all super down to earth people all come from great families. That was all anybody could talk about uh, when I was talking to people from their past. And one of the more interesting things about them too, is the fact that they are all very, very uh, different. Like Ken Johnson is a, is a show stopping winger. Uh, Matt Beniers is a, is a great, great center, like a built of the, the Patrice Bergeron mode. And then most people probably know about Owen Power by, by now, but six foot six, 214 pound defenseman just can move like the wind, can shoot, can score, can defend. Uh, 
and it was really honestly just a treat to get to watch them and uh, get to know them. So I really enjoyed that story and, and highly would recommend the people checking it out. All right. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, we have some of our wing nuts, like the, the odds and ends safe for the end of the episode, but I do want to talk <laughs> a bit before we actually start getting into this, the Artemi Panera news. Have you been keeping uh, track of this at all? Some wild news coming out today. Yeah, man, that's, that's kind of, I mean, at least he's in America, unless he's worried about his extended family. It sounds like he's not going to be in America. Like, so, okay, actually, let's back it up. Artemi Panarin announced today uh, that he was going to take a leave of absence. Uh, I I guess allegations stemmed from a 2011 incident or somewhere on that timeline, maybe 2013 or something, when he was 18. And uh, the allegations are that he was, he pretty much beat up an 18-year-old girl at a club, um, which is a very, very, very serious allegation. Yeah, but I mean, it comes at a very peculiar time uh, when Artemi Panarin has recently been one of the first, if not the first Russian player to speak out against uh, Putin. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think he showed support uh, for an opposition party member who'd been like arrested and jailed and things like that. And so this has kind of been something that uh, I've had an eye on for maybe like a month now. Um and then, yeah, I mean, it ends with this news today of this just coming out and Artemi Panarin uh, taking a leave of absence from the New York Rangers to go handle whatever the hell is going on. I don't, I, I don't know if it was clear if they said he was staying in America or going back to Russia, but I would imagine that he's probably going back to Russia, which might, I don't know. It's a, it's a very weird, freaky, scary situation. Like, I don't even want to get that dark and stuff like that, but geez, dude, it's Russia. <laughs> I know, right? That's just... The shit that you see coming out of Russia is stuff that I, I you can't really fathom as real. Like that doesn't even. If I, he beat up a eighteen-year-old when he was twenty-one, like I just, where is it coming from? Yeah, yeah. the The timing of it is very, very peculiar. And if the allegations turn out to be true, you know who knows what this will be. But like at the end of the day, I mean, they got state-run media over there. It's very, very kind of. Uh, messed up and the reason i i wanted to bring this up to start the show uh not because we wanted to talk about the new york rangers but just more so because uh it reminded me of the russian five situation i remember in keith gave's book the russian five uh go buy it if you haven't done that already he was kind of talking about igor larianov starting to be one of the first people who started to go against the uh russian government and and kind of I can't remember exactly what the details were, but he was very much involved in, in being an outspoken member of, uh, you know, kind of the athlete class who were like, hey, this is kind of messed up. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on that because it's a very serious situation. The Redmings obviously have, have great history with the Russians. So uh, just, a, just a weird, probably top story of the day. Uh, so... So just wanted to bring that up Uh, before we get into recapping the games. I got to talk to you guys today about. Sorry, actually, there's no ads to read on this first break. All right. We'll be back uh, on the other side of this break. Keep it here. Locked in. There's an old man sitting next to me. Make love to his tonic and gin. (laughs) 
All right, we are back with segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Ethan, let us get into it. We'll start with Friday night because uh, we're honestly not going to spend a lot of time on that one. Uh, but a 7-2 beatdown at the hand of the Florida Panthers. Thank God this was on Friday night because I don't know how we would have devoted an entire episode to it or recorded an episode right after. Uh, three goals in about five minutes from the 12 to 7-minute mark in the first period. Uh, pretty much spelled the Red Wings' doom for that night. I believe it was 4-1 by the end of the first. So just, uh, just, just, a just a real nasty game. And I don't want to disregard it, but here's kind of what this breaks down to for me. And I I'd be interested to get your opinion on this too, but like the Red Wings are just not a very good hockey team. They found a way to stay competitive in a lot of games, which is, uh, better than they could say last season. I think this team is much improved, from last season's team, even though it might not necessarily show it on the scoreboard most nights. Uh, but I, I, I think sometimes because of the frustration of being a bad team for so long, we get compelled to have higher expectations and uh, you're just going to have games like this against really good teams. Like the Florida Panthers, they average three and a half goals a game. Uh, they're at the top of the division uh, and, and they're liable to just go off on any given night against a lesser team. And I think that was kind of just a matter of what we saw here was just like a wrong place, wrong time kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was really kind of a, it seems like right when the Red Wings start going to, like we were saying, like, you know, I actually enjoyed what it's just, it always just goes right off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think this loss was like a little bit different too, because uh, that uh, speaking specifically to that one against Tampa, from a couple of weeks ago, like that one against Tampa was at, in the midst of like, I think that was like the seventh or eighth game they lost uh, in their worst losing streak of the season too. So that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Whereas this one, yeah, they're coming off against a series sweep by the Chicago Blackhawks. But uh, I think all in all, like things weren't as bad. And so I, I think you're, I don't know, just, just from my perspective, I think it's a little more, acceptable maybe i don't know if that's even the right word but um yeah i definitely didn't you know it's hard for me to take too much stock and like this team isn't you know the caliber of yeah what we should we don't need to be expecting this team to be phenomenal all the time mm -hmm. and when you know when they're that bad folks quite frankly it's you know it's Really? And like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like if this game happens against the Nashville predators, I'm, I have a much different tune. Uh, but these two yeah. games that they've had where they've gotten like the shit kicked out of them. Well, three games, I guess, if you count the Dallas game too, have been against the top three teams, of the division in Florida, uh, Dallas and Tampa Bay, even though Florida or Dallas, because of the games they've played, uh, I don't think are at the top of the division right now, but I mean, Western conference runner up or champions actually Stanley cup runner up uh and they've played pretty well so far this season so i i find it difficult in a lot of ways to uh like you said put too much stock into this one bobby ryan scored uh snapped a 15 game goalless streak for his fifth goal of the season so that was pretty cool absolute rocket uh valtteri filpula scored his second goal of the season uh thomas grice got pulled <laughs> that wasn't good i think we have firmly uh ethan established that jonathan bernie is his team's number one goalie at this point Really? Uh, I'd say, I mean, there's still, I, I don't see any reason why they won't just flippy, flippy, flip flop back and forth. Cause quite frankly, it doesn't really matter who's in the net. Usually they're not going to, they're going to score one goal a game and not score anything on the power play. So 
I think they're both still playing good hockey. I just feel bad for Grice. It's had some bad luck with some bad games. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, like Bernier hasn't really been beat like this. So uh, I don't know. Not not saying that the, the games that Grice has this happen to him are his fault, but I'm pretty sure uh, every game where this has happened, he's been in net. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Valtteri yeah. Fippola scored his uh, second goal of the season, a little floater that tipped off the stick at Anthony Duclair and found the back of the net. Um, I think that, <laughs> I think we're just going to move on to the second game. Uh, Jonathan Bernier was incredible. He had 38 games or 38 saves on 39 shots. Red Wings got some solid performances from key guys to get the two, one win. Uh, Bernier, it wasn't just like quantity of saves either. Like he was really good through the first two periods. He had a nice save on Duclair who was kind of on a breakaway. Another one on Lister Reinen when it was two, one at the end of the second but in the third period, I mean, like he really just kind of demonstrated the value of having uh, uh, an incredible goaltender. I, I think the Red Wings got outshot 16 to nine. Uh, Detroit weathered a couple power play opportunities as well. Just an amazing game for him. Definitely. I mean, it was just a straight goaltending battle. That was a, that was a fun game to watch. Um, Jesus, where do you really start? It really when, seems when like... It seems like every um, every other game, it's less of an offensive battle like we had against. Well, we lost miserably against Florida, and it's just a how many how many saves how many great saves can a goaltender make to win the game for him? When you're in a goaltending battle like that, little uh, impromptu goalie corner here. Is there a, do you get in like a different mindset when you're like, oh yeah, it's me against him instead of like us against them. It's like me against him. No. Well, for me, I mean, it could be different for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, in my mind, it's more of, I just really just focus on what I'm doing in my game. Like I don't even think of um, the way my brain operates is it like, I'm not even on like my team doesn't matter. My team's going to do what my team can do. And it's my job to stop the fuck and to play my position perfectly. Like it's, that's just my mentality behind it. So, I mean, if you can get into a groove and you see the other goalies making saves, I mean, it really kind of would just, it just helps my mentality of, all right, just got to keep being, keep, just keep doing my jobs. Keep being perfect. Yeah. Uh, he's up to a nine ten save percentage with a 2.74 GAA. You would have to think with the way that uh, these Canadian teams are, are playing goalie this season, that one of these teams is, is going to come knocking on uncle Stevie's door saying, Hey, what's, what's the price for Jonathan Bernier? God, that'd be nice. That would be nice. Um, I don't know. I could really see him getting snagged in the uh, expansion draft. If it's not uh he's not eligible for that. Oh yeah. No, his last year was contract. That's right. Oh well, yeah. Even more. Uh, even more. What's the word am I lo- am I looking for? I can't. I can't. Even more reason to get rid of him at the trade deadline. Let's call. Let's call Calvin. Let's call Calvin up. Ken Holland. I'm telling you, he's uh maybe one Jonathan Bernier and one Luke Lendenning. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, the Red Wings overcome the special teams flu that has tended to knock them dizzy in a lot of games this year. Red Wings are now 0 for 36 in their last power play opportunities. Florida got the only goal of the game uh, on the power play. So nice to see them kind of come out on top in a game where uh, their Achilles heel does not turn out to be their Achilles heel. 
Patrick Nemeth got his first goal of the season, made it 1-1 in the second. That was just a perfect play. Luke Lendenning wins the faceoff. Juice gets it over to Nemeth. And uh, Patrick Nemeth snipes Sergei Bobrovsky without a screen, uh, mind you. God, Bobrovsky uh, looks horrible. He does, but he doesn't. Like, <laughs> that's the thing that's kind of crazy about it is he's played – like I want to say the, the last two times that we've recapped games where he's been in net for Florida, uh, he's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He just looks inconsistent the on the season. He has like, not been good on the season. Right, he has it, not been good. Right. And the fact that he's splitting games when he makes 10 million <laughs> is just so bad. So- uh, a lot of cheap shots in this weekend too. I was uh, each each time we recap one of these Florida Panthers series, I get closer and closer to declaring it a rivalry. Uh, Radko Gudis, somebody needs to to feed him lunch. I don't know how he keeps getting away with it. Uh, Anthony Mantha decked Alexander Barkov. That was pretty sick. Uh, after Barkov went knee to knee on Larkin, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, that was nice. Um... Manta, they must have been screaming at him not to drop the gloves before the season because, like, he was still just like, don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him, just tackle him. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to that Luke Landening play off the faceoff, by the way, because he is up now to uh, 67% faceoff percentage. I think the last time we checked on him, he was at 60%. He is number one in the league, like, by a country mile. Patrice Bergeron is the closest or second closest uh, at 62%. Another guy, kind of like Jonathan Bernier, who we have to start talking about him as a very real possibility uh, that he gets shipped off the trade deadline because having a guy who goes out and wins you two out of every three face-offs is about as invaluable of a role player as it gets. Would you be upset about that? Not at all. I would be, I would be happy for Luke Lindenning also. Like a career Red Wing, you know he probably doesn't want to play anywhere different, but if presented with an opportunity to go maybe get a ring, play for a contender, I'm sure you'd be all for it. Yeah, how do you not take that? I really don't feel – I don't I don't think I'd feel sad or bad about us getting rid of anybody on this team. Uh, especially a guy with an A. You know, you can't do that to the guy with an A. We'll get, yeah, we'll get, to, we'll get to that guy in, in a second. Matthias Brome got his first goal of the season uh, late in the second to make it 2-1. Finally got the monkey off his back. And he also, in the process, helped Dylan Larkin when I'm pretty sure it was up to like an eight or nine game uh, point in the streak. So that was great as well. Uh, and a fantastic celebration. <laughs> the one thing with the no fans in the building is you can hear these guys down on the ice and there was just an audible, yeah! Yeah. Uh, I know I absolutely love that. He There's little the... stuff you pick up on. You could definitely hear a couple f bombs a game too. Oh yeah, I enjoyed that as well. <laughs> uh, hopefully, this will start a nice little run for Bromey. The, the celebration was incredible. Uh, he like comes over. He's just going wild. He knocks Larkin's stick out of his hand, and eventually Larkin's just like, "Whatever, man." He like gives him a hug. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty beautiful. Sometimes I feel like when you're not scoring in the NHL, like you get the Riley Shahan syndrome. Um, it just becomes more and more difficult as time goes on because you're, you're second guessing a lot of things. And uh, I can speak as a hockey player who did not score a lot of goals uh, in his career uh, that it does, it does get like frustrating when, when that builds uh, or at least I would imagine it does at the NHL level too, but you just start to lose that confidence. You start to think that everything around the game is faster than it looks. And uh, hopefully that'll slow things down for him a little bit. Yeah. I hope so. Good for him. Good for him. He finally got one on the board. Uh, the Red Wings play Nashville tonight. Uh, I believe that one's at 7 or 7.30. That one's at home as well. 
We got some wing nuts on the other side of this break. First, I got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. Folks, the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market is back. They sent me one to my, they sent me another box to my house. They sent like the coconut brownie. This time they sent me the peanut butter crunch. Oh my, Atlanta. Little, uh, the ring of reference for you. Uh, it is absolutely delicious. Uh, it, this is, I, I didn't realize that anything was missing from Built Bars until I got this uh, to my house. It was already the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. Now it's got a nice little crunch with it as well. It's fantastic. Uh, they've also got the six new amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. When you go to builtbar.com right now and use our promo code LOCKDOWN, you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at builtbar.com. Also got to talk to you guys today about betonline.ag. The NBA just released their odds for coaches to get fired. Detroit got a clean sweep. Number one on that list, Dwayne Casey. So they got Dwayne Casey and Jeff Blaschel, the two Detroit winter sports coaches, uh, leading the charge at Bet Online for next coaches to get fired. Uh, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. I know that's right up Ethan's alley. Hey, what are, are you sure you can be recording right now? Isn't the Bachelor? Uh-huh. Sure, you don't know. Uh, real updated odds on and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, that's using our promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N. Uh, you receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, uh, Ethan, let us get us into some wing nuts to close the show. Okay. Uh, we start with some bad news about oh, no. Lucas Raymond, the Red Wings fourth overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft suffered a fractured elbow uh, from what it sounds like. Steve Eisenman said today that he anticipates about being about an eight week recovery time. Uh, some rumors about this started trickling out on Saturday, uh, kind of online. Somebody, uh, I'm actually going to look this up real quick because he deserves a shout out. Um, but the, the, somebody posted it online uh, and there were, there was kind of some speculation. We got uh, out the old translator uh, ice hockey gifts. They're at handle as ice hockey G he kind of, uh, by the way, sorry, I'm all over the place today. Okay. Go follow ice hockey G because they've got the best uh, red wings uh prospects highlights coming out of the shl there was this there was a highlight this weekend of moritz cider absolutely destroying elmer soderblom i sent that over to ethan i don't know if you saw it but it oh, was I saw uh, it. just just those types of things he watches every shl game he's posting all the highlights so go follow him but 
uh, he was kind of tweeting some stuff out the other day and uh, you kind of got the inclination that things might not be very good. Uh, and then Steve Eisman confirmed the news today. The good news about this, if there is any, uh, according to Wingy and Motown, it sounds like Theodore Niederbach will be getting his roster spot with Frolunda and it is not a long-term concern. So two good things on that front. All right, Franz Nielsen got put on waivers Sunday. Uh, not sure if <laughs> – I mean, no, honestly, from jump, nobody knew – nobody thought there was a chance uh, that he was going to get picked up on waivers. But uh, I think there was still – you know, when, when somebody goes on waivers, there's still like that 24-hour period of hope. Uh, and I saw – How much hope did you have, though? Zero, zero, until I saw Islanders fans clamoring – and the replies of the tweets that Franz Nielsen got put on waivers to, to bring him back. Uh, and Red Wings fans obviously were in there like, dude, seriously, you don't want this. They, but they were like, come on, he has to be able to help our team some way. We remember Franz Nielsen, right? Come on, and, guys. Yeah. Guys, it's Franz. And, 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 and in that moment, there was something in me that was like, you know what? I'm going to keep an eye on this. <laughs> <laughs> Put a pin in that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick pretty close attention on Monday morning. Unfortunately, we find out that he clears waivers, uh, so that will open up some roster spots. Still a good overall thing, I would say. Is it, it sounds like he's gonna be able to go down to the taxi squad and uh, hopefully be in the lineup just less frequently. Yeah, hey man, you love to see it. Well, I wonder what they're gonna do with that second A now. Jeez, not in the lineup. Maybe they'll they just give it to. They won't even give it to anybody. They, they won't even give it to Sveshnikov. Yeah, I like it. Maybe yeah. Let, Hashtag get, gives, let it fire. gives fetch the A. Yeah, I love it. That's that we're starting that. Did you have you have we already done that? No, we we could tweet it. We out have now. to. We have to. Uh, Vlad Nemestikov missed both games over the weekend with an undisclosed injury. It kind of sounds like he's going to be day to day. Troy Stetcher is also day to day with a lower body injury, and uh, still no word on Tyler Bertuzzi. He's what about Sveshnikov? Is he does he have an injury? Undisclosed. Man, that's shocker wait Sveshnikov yes sorry I thought you said Nemestikov it's I got tangled up in the Russian Russian influencer yeah no no injury news on Sveshnikov as of right now oh wow that's crazy good for him uh and then we will close out the show with a bit of sad news and that is uh that longtime team masseur Sergei Chika Chekmerov uh passed away this weekend I'm going to be real honest I had not really heard of this guy before the weekend uh but it was pretty kind of crazy to see the the outpour uh, of support for him and just the amount of old Red Wings players and staff who were tweeting things out, uh, sharing stories, showing support, uh, things like that. Yeah, rest in peace. Really tough to tough. Uh, saw saw a couple of tweets about it. Uh, yeah, so rest in peace, Chica. Uh, uh, one of my favorite stories was from Ken Kelly said, sad and shocked to hear about the passing of Sergei Chika Chukmerak tonight. Uh, loved the man dearly. Learned all about the great Russian players over the years. Enjoyed many a beer on the road with him too. A fun guy to be around. Salt of the earth. I will miss him uh, so much. Jeff Blash will also add some really nice words. Mickey Redman as well uh, to lead off the broadcast. Jordan Tutu uh, put out a couple tweets over the weekend. So uh, really just a, a nice day for them to be able to get a win. Uh, in honor of 
Chica. So I believe that is all we got for you guys today. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of the uh, Predators and Red Wings game one. Keep it locked in. Stay subscribed. It's the only way to make sure that our episodes are downloaded and ready for you in the morning when you wake up. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.